What happens if a cat was raised by dogs? If the sun sets, why doesn't the moon set? All these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life. Hello everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life. Heyo. The comedy paranormal podcast hosted by myself, Rory Powers, and this guy over here, Kit Greer. Hello. Now Kit, I see that today uh, you've gone for the full black look, shades, and an earpiece. That's right. Podcast is usually a one-to-one communication but this earpiece is not like a normal security kind of earpiece. This thing is tuned to multiple dimensions. <laughs> okay. So we'll maybe take it out though, because that seems super distracting. Mm, you and would I think do... what they're saying is actually a little more interesting than what you're saying a lot so of the time. So it is distracting then, because if that's more interesting than what I'm saying on the podcast, well, it's not just... I'm just worried I'm going to lose you. Right. If you're well, listening... you might, because what they're saying is actually pretty crazy. They, over a Nebulon 5. What, are they talking about me? Oh, yeah. They listen to the cast. <laughs> what? What are they saying? Do they like me? Well, they like some of the episodes of the show, but sure. others they're not so hot on. Do they like so the, the one the I So, the last posted? one, for example, uh, well, that was that was one of my ones. They actually liked that one. But what about the one before that? What about, mm, what about no, my one? No, they're they're booing, actually, in this earpiece. What's I can that? hear it, What's actually. What's that, guys? It sucked. It was bone, bone dry, is their words. Do they, do they speak English in their dimension? You speak f- in English? Okay, uh, that's in enough. In your nebula, hey, you little shit. Hold on. It, it's not easy sorry, to host guys, this shit. Would you keep sorry. it done? I'm sorry. trying to... Guys, listen. Yeah, I know. He's a deadbeat. I know. I know. I the, can't the episode, hear them. I, I can hear you fine. I agree with you. The episode did suck pretty bad. But, Jesus uh, Christ. Listen, I gotta, I gotta do a shitty podcast, so I'll call you back. <laughs> sorry, bro. Back in the room. <clears throat> All right. Look, we're gonna push through here. Today, we have a fantastic email suggestion Ooh. from Peyton Vold and Alec Doze. Now they emailed into this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com and said that there was a devilish spiked monster tormenting Wisconsin and the state needed our help in investigating the creature before it was too late. The state needs our help? The state. This is a formal request from the state of Wisconsin. Wow. They need our help in investigating a horrible beast. I've never been to your state, but it would be an honor. The year is 1893. I'm pretty sure that's right. It is. It's the first piece of information, so I'd hope so. (laughs) It's winter. Wait, summer? I thought you said the state needs our help, and yet you've gone back in time 125 years. This is where it begins. They need our help. They're just telling us a little bit of backstory before that we go over their guns That's loaded. not right. Where you don't ring 999, name your emergency service. The year? <laughs> what? Was 1705. My great, great, great grandfather. Hello? I'm bleeding out. <laughs> My great-grandfather stabbed me. (laughs) The year is 1893, and it's a wintry night in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. A small logging town where travelers and outcasts could roll in and make a couple bucks logging. A place where the beer is cold and the locals are colder. It's late one night at one of the local logging camps. Redneck locals are winding down after a hard day's work. Beers are popped, songs are sung around the campfire as the cold winds rush through the campsite. But suddenly, they heard a noise coming from the dark of the forest. Bushes rustling, heavy panting. All of a sudden, a man bursts out in front of them. The man was cold, visibly shaken, and despite being out of breath, the loggers could make out one word. Hodag. What? Hodag? Hodag. Okay, so right off the bat, uh, these men might normally recognize a hoe as... A farming tool, right? Farming tool. But a dag? You lost me. Hodag? Look, granted, that was a slightly dramatized retelling of the story. Oh. Uh, But this is how the story of the hodag began. All right? The man's name was Gene Shepard a local timber cruiser who'd been working out in the woods by himself. And that's when he saw it. A creature unlike anything he'd seen before. He said, It had spikes all the way down its entire length of its body, with a fistful of needle-sharp pointed spears at the end of its tail, fangs that would rival a saber-toothed tiger. It could rip the belly out of the biggest bear. 
So he's named three different types of spike. I think we had spears, spikes, and fangs. Ne- needle sharp spears. <laughs> of course. Spikes on its on its body and fangs like a tiger. He saw a porcupine. It's, it's a, a hedgehog. But it's massive. It's aggressive. It's oh. a beast. It's got fangs. This thing, it's a truly terrifying description of okay. what we're hearing. But here was the problem. Gene Shepard was a liar. <laughs> he was a prankster and he was a crook. How do you know this? I have it on... It was 120 <laughs> years ago. How do you possibly know this? He was known uh, as the in, uh, in the local village of being a bit of a dickling. Like a bit of a little... A, a bit of like a boy who cried wolf okay. type scenario. I think he was involved in a number of schemes. Okay. This probably maybe wasn't the first time he told people he'd seen things. Um, but after discussing whether or not the men should listen to Gene, they finally decided to go with him back into the woods and see if they could track down this beast that he was talking about. So, they load up their rifles, The Gene starts laughing. <laughs> You're not going to be around for long if you take guns like that to a beast like this. Alright, you know what? I don't believe you anymore. F*** this. No, We're I'm sorry. Back to no, work. no, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay, that- so you want the guns. Yeah. But I'm, I just, I think he's quite big that I'm, he's like got like seven different kinds of spikes. I just think maybe yeah, we should pack got, something with a little more punch. Big, more, that, more punch than guns? Gene said, there's only one way to take down a creature this tough. Dynamite. <laughs> oh, right. Well, to be fair, I forgot about dynamite. I forgot we were talking about some Looney Tunes ass universe. For some reason, uh, they believed him and loaded up with a ton of dynamite. Enough TNT to turn that SOB into a DLB. A dead little bitch. Oh. The men headed out into the woods, ready to capture the beast. Dead or alive. Dead, I Son's assume, dead. because Son's they're using a f***ing ton of dynamite. Yeah. And it wasn't long before a photographer was called into the woods. Hurry, get over here! To document what it was that they had captured. Now this photograph of the men gathered around a defeated hodag had become famous in Wisconsin cryptid history. And I have that picture with me today. Did did they blow it up or not? (laughs) It's just dust. I think so. (laughs) Take a look at this and see for yourself. What the f***? Yeah. So what Kid is looking at right now is the picture they took that day of the captured hodag that's pretty much been burnt to cinders. Uh, it's, It's completely black. And there is... 20 maybe men all around it with weapons and pitchforks there are 20 charlie chaplin cosplayers stood around a beast i mean these men have the mustache the little bowler hat these (laughs) whenever you said lumberjacks or whatever i was you said you said this was a lumber town where the beers were cold and the locals were colder they they how dare you sir these are these are frostbitten men of the wild Sure. They're they, wearing they're shirts. They're fashionable. They're fashionable. It's supposed to be freezing cold. Sorry for trying to look good while, while they're trying to, while they're cutting down a f***ing log. All right? Okay. I'm trying to move past the very fashionable man. Uh, it's a good looking dad squad. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a period correct dad squad. Absolutely. What the f*** is this beast? That's the hodag. What? That's it. Okay, so this thing, it's animal-like. Its body is not like dissimilar length from maybe a fox or something like that. But that is where the comparisons truly end. It has spikes like a stegosaurus, bear-like feet. Its head is a literal gargoyle head. (laughs) It's a little monster. And then it has uh, horns like a devil. And it has a row of upper teeth. I didn't even see those. Horrifying. This is a terrifying image, and it's standing over a man who seems to have been attacked. So I think that, that once the creature had been uh, killed, this is it kind of uh, propped up, and this was a sort of dramatic uh, photograph of like retelling the defeat of the monster. Okay. So I think I hope. Well, he looks like he's really dead, but hopefully he's just lying there. But it's very hard to tell. This thing is weird, man. It looks like a little like pit bull almost, but like if yeah. a pit bull had sex with a demon and then this thing popped out. Yeah. Mostly demon. <laughs> Mostly demon. It has its father's horns. <laughs> the creature apparently 
was the, quote, fiercest, strangest, most frightening monster ever to set razor-sharp claws on the earth. (laughs) The reason there were so few around is because it became extinct after its main food source, all-white bulldogs, became scarce in the area. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? It what did you say? All white? All white bulldogs. Is that a type of bulldog? It's either a type of bulldog or just a bulldog that's all white. This doesn't make any sense. But dogs aren't even that... Dogs haven't been around for that long. How could this thing go extinct when dogs... What? I don't know, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want from me here? I don't know <laughs> I mean, when dogs went this extinct. Is, this is like saying like the dodo went extinct because uh, they ran out of Twinkies. <laughs> What did they eat before the Twinkies? I don't know. Stop asking so many questions. No, it's... it's look, the, the bulldogs became scarce in the area. So they obviously ate them all down to the bone. They're gone. So, but what did they eat before the first bulldog? There, there was always bulldogs. There was no, always there bulldogs. God made man, woman, sun, moon, and then the fucking bulldog. Animals take four. millions of years to evolve. And only one second to eat, Kit. And these greedy No, I'm demon talking about this demon. <laughs> Even demons take years to evolve, I think. I don't know. Look, I'm just reading you the facts that they have... That has become gospel in Wisconsin, all right? So don't insult the people or their history. Any sense. Absolutely no sense. This photo was published in the local papers and obviously took off immediately. <laughs> the legend of the brutal hodag sweeping through Wisconsin like a paranormal storm. But like all storms, eventually the excitement subsided and the hype around the hodag died. In fact, as time went on, people started to doubt the story altogether. (laughs) I wonder why. Maybe the whole thing was made up. Maybe the photo was fake and Gene is a liar. Before long, Rhinelander went back to a sleepy logging town and Gene Shepherds returned to timber cruising. What does that mean? Oh, Tim, that's his job, timber cruising. What is timber cruising? So I thought it was like transporting timber. Right. Because it's like, it sounds like, you know, timber taking a cruise from one place to another. Uh, but I believe it's actually the process. This is super boring, but I believe it's actually the process of examining someone's property or forest and then estimating the value of the timber that they have hmm. and putting like a market price on their property. I'm <laughs> just imagining him walking up to a lot and he's like, so, 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 so Gene, and thanks for coming to take a look at the old ranch. Uh, how, how much do you think this puppy's worth? Well, you know, it's a pretty nice place you got here. I was beginning to think you really had something. That is until I saw some hodag prints down here. <laughs> oh, what now? Yep, that thing's gonna eat up this lot in the next couple of weeks, I bet. <laughs> I suppose I could take it off your hands for, um, I don't know, $50? I pay more, but hold on, I got my wallet. <laughs> well, I suppose that's fair. <laughs> You're an honorable man, Gene. That or timber cruising sounds like uh, surfing. Surfing a log. <laughs> it sounds absolutely like surfing. Which is pretty badass. A lot more cool than um, just evaluating wood. <laughs> so everything had pretty much died down. Until 1869. Three years later, Gene once again... Burst into a logging camp out That's of not breath. Three years later, you what? said 1893 at the start of the story. Look, you said 1893 at the beginning. Look, we've gone back in time 25 years. Look, time is irrelevant in a story like this. No, it's, absolutely. I it's refuse. Big, I refuse that. This is bigger than time itself. Nope. First, you tell me it feeds exclusively on white bulldogs. <laughs> Which are not native to anywhere. Did I mention the Hodag has a DeLorean? Did I mention that in the first part? Did I mention that he also wears a lab coat and his long gray hair? Maybe I should have called him by his first name. Doc Hodag Brown and Gene Marty <laughs> Shepard. <laughs> it was three years later, okay? Three years after they found the original Hodag. So nothing to do with 1869. No. Okay. 1896. Three years later. Gene once again bursts into a logging camp out of breath. It's back, he said. The hodag is back. So no one's seen the hodag for three years? Yeah, no one's seen it. And since it was killed. Weirdly, Gene is the first person to see it again. I'm starting to think he's the only one looking at this rate. Right. You know? That or 
Well, let's not say anything yet because there's still a lot of the story to go, so okay. we don't know what's going to happen. The Hodag is back, Kit. <laughs> if this was true, this was a chance for Gene to prove to everyone that he'd been telling the truth, that the creature really did exist. That's true. His reputation is kind of tarnished a little bit after last time. It People is. People got a little sick of his nonsense. But of course, the only way to do this, to prove to them all, was to capture this thing alive. So true. According to Shepard's report, he went back out into the woods alongside several bear wrestlers to hunt no, the bee. No, no, no. This is a real, that's a real uh, profession. No. It was you bear wrestlers. That, you said they had guns. Why do they need bear wrestlers? Because they want it alive. They don't want to kill it. You already said they couldn't kill it. Sure, they the guns couldn't kill it, but it might have been wounded wounded to the point where it would it would bleed out they don't want to risk it oh so they need to choke it out instead yeah a little you know suplex onto a pile of stones would just knock the beast out that sounds like it might wound it which you seem to be very worried about he's like remember no guns we need to take it alive one of the wrestlers slams it on the ground and it explodes immediately look he goes out into the woods alongside several bear wrestlers to hunt the beast and subdue it after discovering the cave the creature was living in, they placed a chloroform rag on the end of a long pole and poked around in the darkness. That's what bear wrestlers do? The bear wrestlers... No wonder they can wrestle the bear. They drug the bitch first. That is insane. The bear wrestlers are are, are the final straw. They're like bodyguards surrounding Gene. They're like a weapon you don't want to have to use. If the rag... Can knock this thing out they're gonna use the rag this isn't even ufc this is the f-ing jungle there's no rules there's no laws that means yes folks i know what you're wondering you can gouge eyes place the chloroform rag on the end of a long pole they poke it around in the darkness and eventually the creature was overcome and became <laughs> knocked out okay so now gene had it a live hodag really it's like the boy who cried wolf chloroforming a wolf gene used the hodag as an attraction showcasing the animal at county fairs local events where members of the public could pay money to come see a live hodag in the flesh according to jerry shadell former rhinelander mayor who's portrayed shepherd in reenactments shepherd kept the hodag in his barn people came from all over to see it shepherd would have on a nice suit of clothes and disappear from sight <laughs> The commotion would then become horrendous. Growling, snarling, snapping and breaking, ripping and tearing. After a minute or two... This is terrifying. What's he breaking? What's he tearing? After a minute or two, Shepard would come running back up the stairs with his clothes in tatters. He would tell the people, I'm really sorry I can't show you the Hodag today. He's just not viewable. He's angry. I'm very confused. So the Hodag was, I think you said, the most vicious, terrifying creature to set its razor-sharp claws on Earth. That is correct, yes. Bullets can't kill it. No. It, Good luck. Explosions, need, you need explosions and to kill it. And preferably, bear wrestlers. Right. Don't really get that logic either, but yet he keeps it in a tent. He, ke- he- Sorry, in his barn and a tent, it seems. Look. There's obviously a cage in the barn, in the tent. Okay. All right. He's not an idiot. He's got this thing on lockdown. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it tears him up to shit every night. It's probably sealed in whatever the hell they sealed Han Solo in. I think, look, Shepard, Shepard, this is the second time Shepard's dealt with a hodag, all right? Right. I think he's got this thing under control. No, he doesn't. He just said it was angry and he couldn't show it to anyone. Yeah. It brutalized him. He said there was gnashing and snarling, tearing and thrashing. And some snapping and breaking in there as well, which I'm not sure that was. Who? What did he break? (laughs) Was he breaking the hodag? Gene Shepard emerged from the (laughs) darkness with every limb broken into (laughs) tiny pieces using only the muscles in his neck to crawl along the ground like a caterpillar he said somebody got me a doctor the beast is not viewable there will be no refunds (laughs) at which point everybody started taking advantage of his limp limp body and taking the cash from his wallet with all the buzz around a live hodag 
It wasn't long before the news. No one knew what a hodag was until five minutes ago. Yeah, but you would, you want to see it now because you've heard the stories, the legends. You can't believe it. Yes. And it wasn't long before the news spread outside of Rhinelander. Newspapers all over the country were writing about this exotic cryptid captured in a barn. Eventually, this led to a group of scientists from the Smithsonian hearing the news and deciding to take a trip to visit Gene Shepard and examine the creature close up. Upon hearing about their intended visit, Gene basically said, Look, I made it up. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the, the hodag isn't real. The live hodag that he was showcasing around the country was a log of wood covered in an ox hide no, Gene. with cattle horns Gene. stuck on that. And uh, Gene would control it with wires while his son made growling noises. Wow. Unfortunately, by the time Gene admitted this, the Hodag had already been made the Rhinelander town mascot. Oh, Jesus. They had spent half the town's budget for the year on this beautiful mascot. You know, you know that, that when he went into uh, into the, 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 the town hall to tell the mayor, he's like, yeah, so um, I actually made the whole thing up. And the mayor's like in a full Hodag outfit, signing the permits for the Hodag parade. Hodag merchandise on all the shelves. And he's like... Have you told anyone else that you made it up? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Then it stays with us. We're going to find a f***ed up bear <laughs> and we're going to tell everyone it's a hodag. When Gene Shepard was asked about why he lied, <laughs> and I imagine at this point the whole town is gathered into like a giant angry mob with right. like pitchforks and everything. He said, people, people, please calm down, calm down. <laughs> Look, not only hundreds, but thousands of people came to view the Hodag. me. And not one of them went away without having learned a little bit more about northern Wisconsin. In this way, the beauties, opportunities, and resources of northern Wisconsin oh spread. Oh my god. And many who came out of curiosity only have come to make their home with us. Break his Caps. Put dynamite in his ass. <laughs> what? Kill the hodag! <laughs> no, you misunderstand. Maybe the hodag was society itself all along. They throw the slammer shut. <laughs> oh no, let me out, guys. I'll show you a real hodag. Even still today, the hodag is a massive part of Rhinelander's history. Uh, I really liked what one website said when they wrote... Local golfers will still attribute lost balls to the hodag. Fishermen lose record-breaking catches to the clutches of the hodag. In other words, the hodag most certainly lives on. In the lives of liars? <laughs> In the minds and the hearts of local Wisconsinites, or whatever you call yourself. But it sounds Wisconsin. like if you're a loser and you're trying to make yourself sound awesome... Yeah. You attribute things to the hodag. Yeah, like, oh man, I just like, I made out with this crazy hot girl at a yeah. party last night. What's her name? Uh, can, we, can we meet her? Her name is Modag. Her name is Jameson. Modag? Her, her name first is, name is Modag. Yeah. Is Modag that, Jameson. Is that, is that long for something or short for something? It's long for Modag, Mo, Mo, Mo. It's long for Mo. And I'd love and she's to introduce a smoke show. I'd Mo is a smoke show. I'd love to frankly introduce you to her. Right. But she was eaten by the Hodag. Oh. So I can't That's actually in insanely unlikely given her name. Well, it happened and it did. And it's a really sensitive subject to even bring up because I'm heartbroken. Because I, I, I always thought you just made eye. Yeah, and it was it was love. It was love on one on one. You kissed once. You you Frenched once. On, we didn't even get there yet. It was just like a hug at the end of the night. But I just felt like I a connection you said you with made, you made out. We our souls f***ing connected on like an like a astral a hug? level. We it wasn't technically a hug because she like she was limp, but I like put my arms around All her. She when was just did, like, when did the the hodag strike? <laughs> the hodag hadn't struck yet. That was later in the night. She didn't know I was gonna. It was that night? It, she. It was when I dropped her off. Sure. Yeah. I said good night 
to my sweetheart. And the beast came and took her down. So I would have loved to introduce you to You're her. You're a ho Because she, <laughs> she was a 10. You'd think our story would end here, wouldn't you? Seeing as you said it's all fake, yeah. The, and the guy who invented the hodag said he invented the hodag yeah you see you'd think oh it's all wrapped up isn't yeah it? i guess it is but it wouldn't be this paranormal life without a good twist sure maybe gene shepherd lied about killing a hodag and sure maybe he lied again about capturing a hodag of course but does that mean that the creature itself doesn't exist yeah kit it's time that i showed you mishi peshu the ojibwe water panther what did you say? <laughs> Mishi Peshu? Ever heard of it? No. <laughs> According to the Great Lakes tribes, the Mishi Peshu is like a panther with sharp, large spikes protruding out his back. Sound familiar? With short, stumpy legs and demonic horns on its head. Wow, that sounds unbelievably similar. To make things even better, I have a pictograph of the creature marked into Agawa Rock in Ontario. It basically looks like an old school cave painting. Wow, so how old is this? Cut that from the podcast. What? I Me don't know. asking how old I it is? I don't know how old it is. Well, I mean, you could just Google it. Well, it was drawn Probably. on rock with what looks like blood. So pretty, whenever we, whenever we were doing that as humans. <laughs> you know what? It's pretty f- old. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking at a kind of like... Yeah. A hodag. We're looking at a hodag. <laughs> it looks... Okay. If painted on the rock. If you had shown this to me pre-hodag episode, it, what I call the good years... The good episodes. <laughs> uh, I would have said this was a dragon of some kind. Sure. Um, now, but post-hodag episodes? So... The bad years? What would you say? Yeah, hodag? I mean, it looks pretty much like what we just saw the guy standing around. It's Right? four-legged beast granted it's 2d so it's only got two legs big long tails spines all the way down like a stegosaurus big old spikes on the top like a demon it's a hodag it is and it seems to be followed by what a boat maybe a couple snakes i know that evidence has been a little bumpy for the hodag but i've already said it's not real well no i said one person lied twice the guy who invented it. it He didn't invent he it. Twice. I think as the rock states, it's been around for a pretty goddamn long time. You got to admit, this thing has like, it's got a bit of charm to it. As far as cryptids go that we've investigated, this little demonic bulldog is, you know, I like him. He's got some, he's got some attitude to him. You know, Bigfoot, Bigfoot doesn't have a personality. The Loch Ness Monster doesn't have a, a freaking This thing's attitude. personality is that it's a demon. It's a piece of shit. It's, well, watch, watch it. All right. I, this thing is badass. You can't kill it with a gun. It needs to be killed by dynamite, except when it is drugged and wrestled out which, of a cave. Which I still don't understand because I thought we established it was killed with dynamite. Yet in the in the photo you showed me, it was pristine. It wasn't pristine. It was cooked like a piglet. <laughs> it wasn't. It was burnt to a crisp. Sure, we've got records of ancient beasts similar to the Hodag that may have existed long ago. But what we still don't have is any evidence of a creature like this stomping around in today's world. However, on January 24th, 2007, three years later, <laughs> a video was uploaded by user Rhinelander Hodag of a Rhinelander local sharing a troubling experience that he had with a certain beast. I feel like the YouTube account Rhinelander Hodag is a little biased on this front. All I'm gonna say is watch the video and if you're not convinced, by the end of this three-minute video, right. then I will concede. And I will tell you, I'll agree with you. You will agree that this thing is... is Which is insane because you've already explained that it's made up. Well, So that it's insane that you've backtracked somehow on that. You know. But you will agree. There's a little back and forth. There's some wiggle room in the case. Nothing is 100%. Jesus f***ing Christ. Okay. Sh- show me the video. Let's just watch the video. And if I don't, if I don't, if angry, I don't like man. it, if I don't... Just if chill I, out. If I don't think it's... Don't tell me to chill out. You're becoming, you're acting like a hodag around here. If I, if I do you're a hodag. Hey, I guess they are real. I f-ing podcast with one. Jeez, who knew? Just let's watch the video. Then you can decide whether or not you think a hodag is real. Okay. Okay. I've got, before we hit play, I've, I've got a screen cap of this video. I'm not watching this video. Why not? There's <laughs> a hillbilly in front of a green curtain. That's a country gentleman. All right. 
That's not a hillbilly. That's a man of the world. You know what? That first black and white image was was a lot nicer when it was black and white and grainy. In full color, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. This is a local Rhinelander gentleman who's come into contact, possibly with a hodag. Let's just hear him out, okay? I was mushroom hunting on a trail, of course uh, a logging was. trail up in northern Oneida County, uh, north of Rhinelander here. And I got to a turn in, in the trail and as I made the turn, I saw this green thing there. He was green and he was whistling and he was clapping. And he was kind of on three legs, giving me one of these pointing to something that was around the corner in the ditch. And when I got there, sure enough, there was another one. And when I looked back at him, he took off down the trail. And in the ditch, it was, I heard grunting. It, it sounded like somebody who uh, eat, eat potatoes trying to get into an old pair of Levi's. And, um, <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, stop. Oh, stop. What? Sorry, is there what a did he just say? He said, obviously, it sounded like someone who eat potatoes <laughs> try get into an old pair of Levi's. <laughs> what about that? What do you about that? Do you not understand? He couldn't have been more descript. You know what? Never mind. Just keep playing. Okay. What it was, was another hodag that I thought was giving birth, but, uh, you know, its head was leaning back, trying to get its horns near its tail. And as I got closer, I realized he, he or she must have sat down in a, in a uh, ant's nest. <laughs> and it was all over the, the, the tail end of this, this hodag. And I kind of felt sorry for it, and I got real close, and it, really there was nothing I could do. I had already wet my pants, and the first thing I saw was this huge green tail, and I thought it was a snake because I was used to snakes. I, I, I learned how to sleep standing up on a dresser uh, when our boa constrictor got loose in the house. And um, I figured best I could do was maybe take the uh, bottle of, of mosquito lotion in my pocket, take the cork out, and splash that on uh, the, the, the tail end of this hold egg in the ditch and maybe I'll get rid of the ants. Big mistake. <laughs> it, it, I, I, I tossed the mosquito lotion, the ants kind of scattered. This thing popped up, <laughs> screeched, and all the uh, seed cones fell out of the trees and that's why you wonder why we got so much evergreen trees up here. After the, another big screen, backed up to a huge pine tree and started scratching from <laughs> the back end to the forward. I went to my car, waited for a bit. When, when everything seemed to stop, I walked back to get my mushrooms, which were in the bag. And uh, I looked, and that tree was leaning about 30 degrees, and all that was left at the base of the tree was a head and this, the horns of that hodag. And I took it back home, and I have it mounted over a fireplace at my uh, one of my cabins. And... Last time I told that story was to a door-to-door -door insurance salesman. He didn't believe me either, so I'm going for 50-50 here. Well, are you convinced? I demand that we end the podcast not. I demand that we Fair go enough. straight to conclusions. I guess it's a double yes, folks. No. I mean, no, of what? course not. What? We, we had a first-hand testimony of a guy who went head-to-toe with a, with a hodag. There is too many details for me to unpack from this what you described as a country gentleman yeah from his account this is a, this is a guy you can trust all right i don't know if you heard but he learned how to sleep standing up when his pet boa, boa constrict constrictor constrict got loose yeah, in the house sure. that is a man who, who should be on the the motherfucking galactic 12 with that level of wilderness training i'm not sure he has a hodag's head mounted above his fireplace he's captured one of the most elusive and dangerous beasts we've ever we've ever investigated i'm gonna float something here he was hunting for mushrooms he admitted that that was the, how the story started yeah 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 and then this fantastical <laughs> almost psychedelic adventure involving a mythical beast <laughs> what, are you, what are you implying played sir? out in in which it was screeching and clapping and there were noises and it was green it was bright green i don't know why it's changed color i don't actually know what color they are and then he hid for a while and then once as he explained everything quote died down and went back to normal he then went to go retrieve his mushrooms all i'm saying is that's a local giving his first 
hand description of coming in contact with the beast. We've got ancient rock drawings of creatures that look just like the beast. Forget about Gene Shepard. Shouldn't have led with him. That was a mistake. <laughs> I that time traveling the first, bastard. The first 30 minutes of the podcast on someone who said it was a lie. But this, this hodag, you know, he's been here. He's been here since the beginning of time. And he's here now in 2007, harassing innocent mushroom farmers. He's somehow been here since the beginning of time, yet only eaten bulldogs maybe he ate some sort of similar bulldog dinosaur i can see i've almost got you you're you're like you're so close to a yes i feel like you're almost there look this this little this little spiky bastard has personality all right why are you so obsessed with his personality i like him i like the little guy i feel like me and him would get on what, what do you feel you have in common uh, with we're both hard as f***ing nails <laughs> Okay, so that's the personality, is that your heart is nails? If you come close, we'll hurt you. Um, pretty lonely as well. Not a lot of other hodags to hang out with. There's only one crazy old man out there that believes in you. And it ain't my old man. He's more of the hunting kind. I just think I just think it's he's a great cryptid. We've investigated okay. a lot of cryptids. I like this one. But does that mean it's real? Look, it's a it's a it's a difficult case. Uh, you know how much I love the hodag. And I wish this little guy was real. Hell, I want to go to Wisconsin now uh, to go visit the place that Peyton and Alec both said needed our help. I want to visit Wisconsin. I want to march in the Hodag Parade and dress up as the Hodag. But will I say on this podcast that he is real? No. It seems like a kind of leap of faith that I'm not willing to make. Yeah. The interview I found with the uh, Rhinelander... Uh, what did I say? Forest gentleman, something like that. Right. That was the last kind of bit of evidence that I found that I thought I would kind of end the case on to try and pull this thing together. Yeah, of course. But I don't think it was enough. Uh, what we really needed was a captured hodag uh, live, a video of a hodag, pictures of a uh, hodag with a lot more quality in them and a lot more believability. Not only was the interview with the forest gentleman not enough it was the opposite of enough it it destroyed the entire case never before have i i didn't realize that an eyewitness testimony could ruin an investigation before but yet here we are let's not beat around the bush here hodag what do we think real not real kit do you want to go first you already said he's not real. Jesus Christ, Gene said he's not real. Rory said he's not real. And then you turn to me and say, <laughs> well, what do you think? Is he real? Sorry to give you, I'm trying to give you a chance to see if you want to, I don't know where your head's at. The point is he's not goddamn real. I think the real mystery to be investigated here is why the hell did anyone make it up in the first place? Kind of interesting that there's a cave painting, but I guess that could be any number of things. Apparently, the Great Lakes tribes um, that were responsible for the painting and a lot of the lore around the Mishi Peshu creature um, completely deny any links to the <laughs> Hodag. I think they're like, yeah, sure, they look kind of similar. But it's a Mishi Peshu asshole. Yeah. It's very this is, different. This is our thing. This isn't that log with <laughs> strings attached to it that you use to scam tourists out of five bucks. So I think even they're kind of like, this is our thing. This isn't your thing. So they're kind of denying that, which is unfortunate because that was maybe our most plausible link to something quite authentic. If this thing did exist and is a part of Wisconsin lore, who's to say that Gene, when making up a creature, automatically uh, drew from these creatures that have been part of his history and his upbringing. And this maybe was part of it. This Mishi Peshu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, this year has gone by so quickly. What's something that you're proud of in 2024 Ooh. so far? Go. Mm, okay. Uh, well, I managed to capture a deadly cryptid and lock it in my basement. Okay. And tell me, did mm. you take time to celebrate that win? Ah, oh, yeah, not really. Uh, I'm scared if I let my guard down, it'll escape. In life, it's important that we slow down, acknowledge our progress, and set goals that inspire us. I can't even sleep at night. I'm so scared this thing is going to break out. When it comes to finding time for ourselves and our goals... BetterHelp can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. You can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's time to take a moment and celebrate your wins. What if the win you're celebrating is so big, no basement can hold it? Okay, you might need to move house. Huh? But for everyone else, there is BetterHelp. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ParanormalLife today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ParanormalLife. Who knows? But what we do know is that it's a double no. Uh, Kit and I both believe, unfortunately, this little beast does not exist. The Hodag is a no-dag. But wow, what a story. Thank you so much to Peyton Vold and Alec Doze for emailing in that suggestion. Thanks, guys. I had a blast with that one, you know? They can't always be the uh, the super serious, bone-dry investigations uh, that, you know, we like to do sometimes. Sometimes you gotta mix it up a little bit. Get crazy, investigate a hodag. Get some bear wrestlers in there and slam that sucker onto a pile of stones. But next week will be absolutely bone dry. We're going back to dry. We're going back to... It is going to be sand. 45 minutes of sand. Just investigating it as an entity. Wow, another week down. Another great investigation into the freaking brodag. We had a great time. I wish he was real so we could hang out. But fortunately, he isn't. But... We hope you enjoyed the show. You know, usually at the end of the show, this is when we would plug something, you know, the Patreon, Facebook group, uh, yeah. iTunes, anything like that. All good options. But you know what? You're here. You made it this far. You know, you guys are the reason that this show is made. We just want to thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts for tuning in every week, spreading the good word, telling yeah. your friends and just enjoying the podcast. We, we couldn't be doing it if you weren't here. Uh, we love doing it every week. That's thanks enough. That's praise enough. Like, we don't even need to tell you about the Patreon and the tiers where from like You're $2 right. a month. We do it pretty much every week, so I yeah. guess they know by now. Yeah, So, but it's $2 a month, and you can also get a why you, bonus episodes and t Why are you doing this? Why are you, you just we don't, even, we don't even need to talk about it. I don't need to talk about it because why? of the support that they give us. Yeah, which Support. is great. And, and we have a ton of patrons, a uh, beautiful community over there. They know where to find it. We've talked about it enough times in the past. Yeah, exactly. Just a thriving community like we have on our Facebook group, the This Paranormal Life Commune, where you can just meet with all your friends and chat. It's it is, great. Okay. But, but it's thriving. But we, and don't, we, don't, but we don't need we don't the need to advertising. advertising. That's what I'm saying. We don't need the advertising. And that's why we don't advertise. We, we never are, advertise. Yeah. We would never ask our audience to do anything for us. Like some podcasts would be like, hey, if you enjoyed it, give us five stars on iTunes. Which sure does help enormously. Yeah. Granted. So but, so I could see why you would ask for it. But obviously we don't even need to do that because our audience is so hardcore. You know, you see all those people like, oh, oh uh, like and subscribe. Can rate me five stars on the fucking Mac store. Whatever, whatever it is. And we don't even need to say that stuff Probably because not we know the Mac that store. every person listening to this podcast He's going to do it anyway. He's going to do it anyway. Exactly. So we don't even need to bring exactly. it up. It's exactly. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for supporting us in all those ways that I just mentioned. And if you do support us on Patreon, not that we're bringing it up. We'd never bring it up. That's a filthy, dirty, cheap thing to do. And I would never bring up the Patreon. But if you do support us on Patreon. <laughs> if you do support us on the P word. <laughs> if you do support us on Patreon pay, what we like to do is give you a special little shout out at the end of each episode. So thank you too, Kieran Dixon. Well, if it isn't beer can Kieran. Oh, nice. This guy can put him away. You know, wizard status. 
Oh yeah. Every uh, tall can you drink, you tape them together so you got a staff. Uh, Kieran does wizard status five nights a week. The plot twist is he's eight foot tall. Oh, so he has to drink quite a lot. A ton. That's probably how he got his other nickname, Smearin' Kieran. Uh, because he's just spewing on the walls, smearing his insides over everything. Oh, I said he could put it away. He can't hold it down. <laughs> of course not. Good luck, Kieran, with all your future boozing. Thanks also to Xander Bellahem. Xander Bellahem is a badass name. Xander is the name of the frickin' knight who rides back into town on horseback with, like, the head of a dragon slung over their shoulder, you know, and then slaps it down on the table and, and says, dinner served, your highness. And then they yep. all have like a big medieval feast. That's Damn a badass right. name. And the, the highness is pissed off because he's a feeble, weak king. Yeah. And Xander's always showing him up. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, Z- Xander should be the highness. Xander should yeah. be king. Yeah. Vote for Xander, actually, everyone, in the next medieval election. <laughs> Thanks also to Jerry Collins. I don't know how he got my number. But Jerry's always calling me. He's calling really? me nonstop. Do you ever pick up? Yeah, I pick up. And he's like, hey, you owe me that money. Give me back the money that you, oh. that you borrowed. And you know, I, I borrowed money from a lot of Jerry's. I, you're going to have to be more specific than that. Well, you know it's Jerry Collins. It's pretty specific. No, I said Jerry's Collins me. I don't know what Jerry's second name is, but he's always Collins. Oh. Yeah, so I have no idea. I think Jerry. it's this Jerry. You think it's that one? he's giving you the middle finger in his profile picture. Okay, that makes sense. I actually stole a couple Gs from him, so oh. he, he, it's fine for him to be pissed. That makes sense. Jerry, stop calling me out on my own show, all right? You'll get your goddamn money when I get it. It doesn't sound... When you get it? When I get it back. From who? The horses. They've been cruel to me this year. That doesn't I can sound feel like it. you're gonna get it. Back. I can feel it. I can right on the. I'm right on the tip of the hoof. I'm with this, Jerry. This, what? Thanks also to Natalie Findlana. Natalie was a bad kitty. Why? You know when you take a little cat. Also hard. <laughs> well, first off, she's a cat. Oh. But she used to be a kitty. A bad kitty. Bad kitty. <laughs> so why? You know you take the cat home and you're like, oh, welcome. This is your house. No, um, but okay. You know. Make your, make yourself at home. Natalie was pretty rude about the whole thing. Oh. They like put down a glass of milk and she slapped it off the table. Yeah. And she was like, no, <laughs> only Hennessy. So they had to like pour the, what? <laughs> pour the cat like whiskey, expensive whiskey. That's insane. And they were like, all right, well, here's your dinner. Some, I don't know, f***ing slop in a bowl. And she was like, meow, slap that away. At this point, she's drunk off her ass on Hennessy Hennessy. because she's pint size and she drank a pint of whiskey and brandy. She's woofing at this point; doesn't even know what she is. Um, It was a she was a difficult cat to (laughs) woof woof, (laughs) motherfucker. It looks like she's got her act together, got some cash, and send it our way. So thanks, Natalie. Thanks also to Ross Milne. Ross, thank you so much for the support. Um, I'm getting a little tired of you calling me up. I don't know how you got my number. And asking for me to give back. Let me guess. What? He wants money? Stuff. I took some of his stuff. Oh. And he wants it back. All right? The lawnmower, the microwave, the microwave um, uh, burgers that he had in his freezer. Let me guess. You don't have the stuff. I sold them to spend on the horsies. Right. Yeah, that's right. And the horsies have been, let me guess, cruel Cruel to me this season. Yeah, but I feel like there's there's a comeback. Right. I feel like... like, uh, there's a lucky horseshoe on one of those little bastards and I'm going to find it and they're going to win and then and then I'll I'll give you all your stuff Ross times messaged two. me he wants his horseshoes back he wants his lucky horseshoes back Ross I lost him alright on the horses but one of them's going to come in and I know what you're thinking nay it won't but it will Ross and I'll get you two microwaves and two lawnmowers. I don't think that's going to make up for it because it's been, what, eight years? I'll get your wife two wedding rings. Sorry, I stole her wedding ring Holy as well. I shit. forgot to mention that to you, Ross. Don't be pissed because she's pissed. She's calling me up. I don't know how she got my number. The whole probably thing is through a bit, Ross. Probably it through seems Ross. Like... Yeah, that would make sense. But it's, it's going to be fine, Ross. I'm going to get it all back to you. Uh, d- don't worry about it. It's coming. Thanks also to Elizabeth Petroff. Remember Natalie? You think that pet was rough? Where do you hear about Elizabeth? What kind of animal is this? A 10-inch Elizardbeth. And they laid down the finest little dead mice. And she said, no. Pff, 
slapped it away and said, I want Hennessy. <laughs> what, what pet shop is raising animals on cognac? I don't know why they all want this delicious booze, but, you know, cut to five minutes later, this lizard is drunk like a blizzard. Of course. It's, it's off its ass. It's off its grass. It's falling out of the tank and onto the floor. This thing's rolling around like a little nightmare. It's it's not even eating flies, which they bought a thousand of, by the way, to set free in the house and hopefully feed the bish. But Elizabeth is having none of it. She doesn't want flies. She wants lobster, a creature weirdly bigger than her. But thank you, Elizabeth, for your support, your lizard support. Thank you too, Aaron Detour. Wherever this guy is going, he has to take a little detour. I mean, even it becomes to the point where it's like if he's going to the bathroom, he's bursting, you know, he needs to go any second. He's like, oh, I got to go. Guys, I'll be back in one second. Might just swing by the kitchen, though, real quick. What? And they're like, dude, you have to piss. We can see you're bursting. And if you piss on the carpet (laughs) one more time through one of your crazy ass detours... The problem is, he. Do, we're not saying like he's. he doesn't just nip via the fridge to get a snack on the way that he can enjoy in the bathroom. Right. He goes to like Korea. He goes to like halfway across the world. What you need to do, Aaron, is anytime you need to go to the bathroom, say, Hey, I'm going to go to the kitchen for a snack. And then on the way to the kitchen, you take a little detour. That's actually pretty smart. And you have a pee. That one's free, Aaron. The next one's going to cost you. Actually, it won't, because you're already paying for stuff, so yeah, that's fine. Thanks also to Sky Dawn. Uh, Sky Dawn, great person. Uh, very sunny disposition, very upbeat, uh, very kind. It's a beautiful name. Um, their evil twin, Sky Sunset, on the other hand, uh, it's kind of like a Pokemon. It's like they're ch- sword and two, shield. Two sides of the white. same coin, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, terrible person. Uh, Bad wow. to everyone around them. Mean, miserable. Even, even Sky? They're even mean to Sky? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, more than anyone else, of course. You really got to be careful when you name your kids. You is do. what I'm trying to say. That's why my son, Nightmare Jackson, is a little angel. Is we that, weren't taking any chances. Please tell me that's like a fun middle name. Nightmare? No, that's his first name. Oh. His second name? Powers. Is there a middle name? Yeah, Jackson. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> To play it safe, all right. I don't want any. I don't want him like misbehaving or anything. So I we think gave him a chill threw name. it with the nightmare bit. Nightmare. You know that's the bad one. Yeah, but I thought at least I'd be sleeping. I'd get some goddamn rest. Turns out, I can't control him. Nightmare Jackson's turns out is a pretty pretty loud kid. Yeah, I, I noticed he he never learned to walk because he just levitates he found a way to fly via screams yeah which uh, (laughs) keeps his old man up at night ironically my ever living moment is a nightmare uh with little jackson that's not ironic because you called him nightmare sure it's it's obvious jokes on dad i guess on that one thanks also to joshua scoggin usually people would let their pets out but with joshua they gotta keep that dog in That's right, because he's drunk on Hennessy. No. He's full from caviar. God damn it. Joshua is meowing all over the house. He doesn't know what way's up. He didn't chase his own tail. He caught his we own gotta tail. We got to find this animal shelter and shut it down. We do. I mean, Joshua, Elizabeth, Natalie, the, these are monsters. They're not pets. Oh, Joshua's mess- messaging me. These animals were actually found in an abandoned Hennessy factory. Oh, they've become somewhat dependent on the drink. <laughs> <laughs> they can't and go cold turkey. It turns out when Joshua and co. met the pets, first of all, they were very sedated by all the Hennessy. Right. So they seemed chill and cute. But uh, actually, sans Hennessy, they get a bit rowdy. Thanks also to David Foster. David, I hope you don't foster any resentment towards me after I stole your car and your wife's car and your son's bike to obviously pawn for money for the horses. He probably does foster ill will because that's insane. That's uh, illegal on every account. Look, you should be in jail, sir. There was every chance that I was going to win big. That I was going to win big there on the There was almost tracks. zero chance. Well, it wasn't. Of course there was zero chance because guess what? This season, the horses have been cruel to me. And I don't deserve that. Last season? All seasons! I haven't won yet. I haven't won yet, and the odds are stacking up so against me that the next one, honestly, it has to be a winner. What was the name of the horse you bet on? 
Slugs. Slugs? Yeah. I put it all, I put everything, all my money, all Normally, the property on slugs. horses are called like a uh, sea biscuit or maybe like a funny pun or yeah. some kind of uh, I put money on slow name. biscuit. I put money on slow biscuit why to win would, last Why season. would you put money on a slow horse? I don't uh, know, this name huh, just being good slow. Question, good question, Kit. Why would I bet on a horse that's a thousand to one? With those odds, one win, all I need is sluggy to cross that finish line as numero uno, and I'm set for life. So why did you steal everyone's wedding rings and cars? <laughs> you stole the fortune. You stole the money. You had the you money. You could have had the money. <laughs> Honestly, I think next season's going to be better, man. I've got my eye on this one horse, Edward Slowden. I wow. think he's the okay. one. I think he's going to take me to the gold. I can't talk about this anymore. Thanks also to Allison Cow. Allison, you're my palison. I really think, you know, we're, we're beyond pals. We're family, you know? And what do family do when a family member's going through a rough time? Down in the dumps. Down in his luck. They spot him a couple hundo. Hundred? What for? Rent? Food? Bills? Sure. If you can make it out to Slugsy, make the check out oh to Slugsy. God. That would really help me, Allison. That wouldn't help you. That would help Slugsy. i tell you what. Slugsy? Yeah? It's about to retire to a glue factory because he hasn't won in five years that's what makes the odds so sweet and as soon as slugsy wins allison's getting her two percent and we're both two yeah, percent that's a lot of money on slugsy <laughs> and we're both gonna retire to the bahamas slugsy's <laughs> odds are so bad that winning big would be a, a borderline trillion dollar industry i just got a text actually uh, Slugsy had a heart attack. He's dead. <laughs> the gunshot to start the race actually blew his heart open. Um, he's gone. He's he done. was the oldest horse to ever race. <laughs> Sorry, Allison, we lost. Thank you too, Jack Plasto. Well, if it isn't Jack Fasto Plasto, uh, the fastest jockey horse in history. What? Seriously. Does he need a new horse? I've been trying to get you to bet on Jack for for months, but you keep telling me that that oh the ne this race is his last he's gonna he's gonna drop out I, next time the starting gun goes off that horse's heart's gonna go but that keeps happening to your horses it does yeah every horse i pick is pretty it's pretty much a death sentence when i pick a horse uh they don't have much left life left in them but sure jack might be the fastest jockey that there is but he doesn't have a horse with heart. Yeah, he it has a heart, unlike <laughs> Slugsy. Don't you bring Slugsy into this. Slugsy, ha Slugsy had a Slugsy, Slugsy had a good run. Well, it wasn't a run. It was more, it was more of a trot. He did. He's not much of a runner. You know they fed <laughs> Slugsy slugs. That's how he got the name. Those bastards. He wasn't on a champion diet. Oh, rest in peace, Slugsy. You beautiful bastard. Lastly, but not leastly, thank you to Heather. Heather. I know that no matter the weather, you and I will always be together. And also, if you could spot me a couple grand, I'd really appreciate it. You I'd have really to appreciate stop. it. We said we didn't advertise in the podcast. Sure. And I know that I said last season and this season and every season, the horses have been cruel to me, but I've got a guaranteed winner for next season. If this horse sounds in any way slow. All right. I swear to fing God, I'm going to flip. Fine. What's his name? His name? Yes. Hear me out. You need the full name. It, the full How it, long is it? It's Snails. Oh my. Sna it's serious? Snails McSlow, all right? That's you said I needed to hear the full thing. You should have left it at Snails. <laughs> That's at least a little ambiguous. Look, McSlow. I I wasn't going to get involved, but now Heather's here trying to offer me money. I'm no, looking, she's I'm not. looking at a thousand to one odds on this beast because it hasn't won a race in its lifetime. It's about to retire. Am I right in saying? Sure. This is its last year. So it's the last chance to bet on snails. But I think it's really got what it, it's got what it takes to be number one. And I think Heather would appreciate her 2%. I don't think the horses are ever going to be kind. We're going to find out this season, Heather. It's going to be a big win for both of us. Thank you, Heather. And thank you, everyone who has helped us and supported us on Patreon. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with the Brodag. We had a fantastic time. Hopefully you did too. And we will see you next week for another episode of This, this Paranormal, Paranormal Life. Life.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you, you were different. Like you were real different. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.